Welcome to another episode of Do Hard Things, where we believe that your best self is always found on the other side of doing hard things. Today, we have Robbie Harefield with us uh, as a guest on our podcast, and he is the CEO of Energy Space, a solar broker company here in uh, Southern California, and just an absolute stud in the industry as well. He's been in solar uh, over a decade and has a really, really cool story. But Robbie, real quick, give us a quick kind of history of who you are and uh, what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely, John. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. So like you said, I've been in the industry now for just a hair over 10 years. So I have seen quite a bit in solar over that 10 year time period. Um, I'll give everybody just a really quick overview of like where I came from and how I got into the industry. So the main thing for me is that I've always wanted to do something that helps other people, right? Uh, Helps other people succeed and lives better lives, right? That's the most important thing for me. So I grew up in Seattle, Washington, absolutely beautiful place right a lot of green trees um waterfalls beautiful hikes it does rain a lot so i ask that so it's true the rumors are true the rumors are very true right so there's a lot of rain in seattle but it's absolutely gorgeous when it is sunny yeah now i had always had this dream of moving somewhere like miami florida or los angeles or san diego uh growing up so um went to school graduated college up in washington i'm a cougar you know, Wazoo, Washington State <laughs> University. Um, a lot of my family actually went to UW, so there's a little competition when it comes to football season for college. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after college, I actually became a real estate agent. This was in 2008, 2009, cool. right? So that's when mortgages crashed. Yep. Um, did that, and I kind of realized that I wanted to follow my passion, which is environmental conservation and helping others. Awesome. So I actually left my job as a real estate agent, and I was selling, so I was making actually some decent money for like a 21 year old kid. And I joined Greenpeace. And I had these visions of being on like an anti-whaling boat. Or like maybe they would hand me uh, a video camera or a DSLR at the time and just ship me off into some exotic jungle to film like deforestation, right? So we could document it or like some like wildlife, you know, crime that was happening. So we could bring that awareness to the world to help save those animals. Yeah. Uh, But what I got was a clipboard and they sent me out with uh, a Greenpeace rainproof poncho onto the downtown streets of Seattle. And I did that for 90 days and I did, I was really good at it. Um, and they wanted to promote me to a manager so I could just sit in an office and just interview and recruit for more of that position. And I said, you know what? I really want to do something that connects with my passion of right. environmental conservation, but also has maybe a larger scale impact yeah. on helping individuals and a larger scale impact for the world. So I was like, renewables hands down is where it's at, 100%. right? It's gonna be a trillion dollar industry. It already literally is a trillion dollar yep. industry <clears throat> globally. So I was like, let's move somewhere sunny where I've always dreamt of moving. Miami, Florida was an option. San Diego was an option. I picked San Diego. I absolutely love it. One. It's clearly the best option, <laughs> yeah. right? So I'm telling you, yeah. right? Um, so what I did is I applied for a few solar jobs and ended up working for a partner of Sunrun, right? I mean, you know Sunrun very yeah, well, yeah. obviously. So right. um, spent two years. I was kind of handed this door-to-door team, this small 15-person team um, that a Sunrun partner at the time said, hey, we want you to be the lead canvassing manager for this team to help coach and recruit and train. Um, so I did that for the first two years of my you know, now I'm in my 11th year mm-hmm. career and I absolutely loved it. I'd never knocked a door in my life. I had to kind of like set a little bit of my ego aside that I had yeah. at the time, but Don't you we know, all. canvassing in Seattle helped me. So I've been doing solar for 10 years. Um, absolutely love it. Yeah. A lot of ups and downs, but I think it's just an incredible industry. That's so cool. So actually, you shared this story with me before we started filming, but I didn't share this part with you. When I was actually in uh, college, I did one year of college uh, in Bexley, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Thought I wanted to be a lawyer at that time. Okay. And uh, quickly found out that law school is not for me. Um, although I do enjoy re- reading contracts, fun fact. Mm-hmm. But uh, when college didn't work out for me, I was like, okay, what's next? 
And I actually went to go look at the green piece. Green yeah. piece, right? Green yeah. piece, yeah. Green piece. Green piece. And uh, I went to go look at them. I remember, I, I can still vividly remember the room. I walked in, I got their brochure, and it, it sounded great. I was like, yep. this is cool. And if I remember correctly, I had a similar vision like you. Like, yeah. I was going to go be like a kind of like an environment environmentalist warrior and be like, right. I'm going to go do good for the world. And, and then, uh, but I remember in bold letters in the pamphlet, it said, uh, requirements must have a college degree. Maybe a change. I don't know. Yeah. But at least that's what I read. And I was like, I was a freshman in college. I was like, I'm not gonna get a degree for another three years. Even that's assuming I stay in college. So I remember I was like, oh, I can't do it, and I felt bummed out. So then I was like, all right, what's next? And I was like, well, the military. <laughs> the military would take me. So then actually that's what got me into the Marine Corps. So then. Okay. Uh, but it's cool. I actually would have done the Greenpeace had it not been for that requirement of having a college degree which i did not have wow so i got disqualified but uh yeah so like you i i almost did well i almost did it you did it and, yeah uh, but instead i went a different direction but the cool thing about your story is that you found a sense of purpose or you found your purpose yes you know and early we we're talking about it you know um mark twain said the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why and it's it's a day the, the second part it's, it's it's sad that most people never find out why they're born most people never find out like man what are the things that truly set me on fire what are the things that when i get up in the morning like i don't even have to like think about doing it i just do it because i love it there's this fire in me like you don't even see it as a job right like where you're at right now mm -hmm. i'm sure you don't even see it like a job or right? nope. you don't see it as i i have to go to work for you it's a i get to Right? And there's a big difference in that, right? There's a big difference. So many people, if you're like in a, I have to mindset, you're probably not in alignment with your calling, your purpose, right? And that's okay. But when you finally get into that kind of, you know, convergence, mm -hmm. then you enter a, I get to, hey, I get to sell solar, right? Hey, I right. get to lead a team. Hey, I get to talk to people about why the utility or why solar is a better option than utilities. And you just show up a lot differently. And I'm sure, that must have been a big change for you, right? When you like entered a space that's like, man, this is the impact I want to make, mm -hmm. right? So, so tell us more about that, right? Because I feel like you have a very unique perspective in solar. Um, I venture to say, in my eight years in solar, I would say the vast majority of people do it more just because number one of what it can do for them financially, but also what it can do for the customers financially too. Mm -hmm. I have discovered there's not many people that are in it truly for the environmental aspect mm -hmm. of like. I truly want, I truly care about it, or, or at least most people don't maybe talk about that, where you, you're very open about it. You're like, no, right. I, I, I believe in it for from the environmental aspect. And yeah, the financial side, I'm sure it's great. But tell us more about that for you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, John. Um, for me, it really was about the environmental aspect, right? And actually making a massive positive change mm -hmm. in the world today. There was actually a quote that I heard recently that I really liked and said, you know, the best way to change nothing is just that is to absolutely do nothing right. right if you need change in your life or you want to see change then you can't do nothing you have to take massive change you have to make massive change every day so if you want to see something unique or you want to create a business or you want to get in really great physical shape you need to take massive action every single day towards that goal. Right. So for me, I'm like always trying new things. You know, the things that work out, I'm doing the same, I, I'm like, perfect. This worked really good. Like we'll say door to door. You guys are the experts at that, right? Once you figure out your pitch, you stick with that. Right. But if you wanna see uh, change in yourself, spiritually, physically, or in your business, you need to try new things. So for me, I bring a unique um, view to helping others with solar in that a lot of what I'm doing with my solar business is referral-based okay. business partnerships. And I think that's what you're asking, right? About like what I'm doing with like mortgages and real estate and investors, right? Yeah, that and then just the, what fuels that, right? Because right. the, the why behind it is the, for you, the wanting to take better care of our planet, right? And because that's why you joined Greenpeace to be able- Exactly. To, you know, go be out there in the action, actually do something to leave the world a better place for our children and our children's children. Exactly. So I'll actually tell a quick story and then I'll get back to what I'm doing with you know my real estate and mortgage and investment partnerships yeah. and how that can help you with solar. One big thing that I always really like to do is 
once a year, or at least once every other year, okay. I try to do a significant uh, trip with my life. And I try to make that focused on helping others or helping the planet. Mm. So I think it was about seven or eight years ago. I'd have to go back and look at my Instagram and my old Google calendar. But I took a trip to the island of Sumatra. Okay. So Sumatra is in Indonesia. And the whole focus of this trip was to uh, document on video and through photos the deforestation that's happening on Sumatra, on the island of Sumatra, because of palm oil, right? So palm oil plantations, if you look at a bag of potato chips or nuts, like palm oil is almost literally in everything. In everything yeah. So you see like these, you know, rainforest certified products everywhere and it says sustainable palm oil well like quote sustainable palm oil is not really sustainable when i went on this trip what i'm seeing is a lot of illegal uh logging like illegal deforestation within this protected ecosystem so the loser ecosystem which is where i went on the island of sumatra to do this trek to document palm oil yeah there's literally just tractors everywhere going into the jungle and this is like supposed to be government protected lands and i wanted to go to really help show the world what's happening there yeah and i remember just seeing like all the poverty mm. throughout indonesia and when i was there not only you know i was there to try to help document what's happening with deforestation but what really hit me the most was seeing the people and meeting a lot of the people and how kind and down to earth they were but they have like a lot of these people have no opportunity to make money right you have a family of 8 10 12 15 people living in a shack that's mm. literally worth nothing and they have no opportunities for education or for jobs um so then when you want to like say hey this deforestation is like terrible like why are these people hurting their own forest well it's because they need money they need to provide food to their families. So it really hit me on both sides of the equation. And it really made me think the opportunities that we have here in the United States. And it really sparked a lot of action for myself when I came back yeah. from that trip. Cause I'm thinking, you know, I can make a partnership with a real estate agent, real estate agent who could refer business to me. Right. And close, solar deals and make very good money yeah. while helping someone. Or I can go door to door um, just for one day and, and close a deal and make more money than these people in Indonesia are making in multiple years. Yeah. And you know these people would do anything to have the, the opportunities right. that we have to make the partnerships and the relationships that we have or go door to door yeah. to help people save yeah. money. Um, and it's doing things like that, that I think has really inspired me to truly help others and also grow the 100%. business to a point where we're just helping more families. Yeah, and that's so cool. And I, I think if everyone adopted that, um, call it a habit of once a year, once every two years, every three years, right? Mm -hmm. I think. I think everyone can commit to like once every three years right. to where they put themselves in a situation where we don't have the same opportunities that we have here. It really humbles you. It does. And I, I do the same thing, actually. So once a year, we do a humanitarian trip where we go to a country and it's like, you know, it's like half work, uh, half play, you know, for like half the trip. We're doing some type of community outreach program. So like this past year, we went to South Africa. We went to Cape Town mm -hmm. and we got to work in, um, you know, what's called the townships or what we know as, as the, um, man, I'm looking at the name, but the township, the townships sound nice, but they're not. They're the ones mm -hmm. where it's like literally tin foil, pla like metal for like their their house, right? It's like when mm -hmm. you think of South, Af or South Africa and poverty, that that's what it is. And so I remember we were like tearing down this like, beat down like against aluminum foil or aluminum or tin, tin foil whatever and we're tearing down this house to build up another one mm -hmm. and i remember when we were done like I, you will never catch me living in a place like that but i remember seeing the joy on this woman's face when her new home was built and how stoked she was and then also we also helped build a soccer field at this elementary school 
And as we're building it, uh, the kids were also there. And when they would go out for recess, I would see kids playing with a flat soccer ball and having the time of their lives. Or I would say, and actually I brought my five-year-old son with me. So he mm-hmm. came to this trip with me and it was like a really awesome father-son experience. And cause he was playing with the kids, mm-hmm. you know? And then, and then, you know, I kept observing and I noticed that they were using rocks to play catch. Wow. They were literally throwing rocks at each other and just catching them. And I just talked to myself, I'm like, you'll never catch my son doing that. Like if, if my son does that here, I actually reprimand him. Right. I'm like, no, you can't do, why are you doing that? He right. actually gets in trouble because he has access to a, an actual tennis ball, a soccer ball, baseball. you know, baseball, whatever. And I'm just like, but but what what really got me was seeing the joy in their face. And it was a humbling experience for me because I'm like, man, these people have way less than I do, but they might be happier than me. Mm-hmm. Because how often do I get upset because, oh, there's a little bit of traffic. Well, hey, at least I have a car. Hey, at least I can mm-hmm. say I have traffic, right? Mm-hmm. I remember driving in these streets and there'll be literally like, 20 people in a pickup truck mm-hmm. going down the highway in Cape Town, mm-hmm. you know, because cool. Hey, we got one car, like you no know, families of 10, 15. We, we got to make it work right on one car. Right. And I'm just like, and I came back and I love, and you know, the year before that, we, we know we did Costa Rica year before that we did, we did, um, Thai, uh, Thailand and, you know, Peru. So like every year, like this year we're going to the Philippines mm-hmm. and I'm excited, I'm excited for that. And, but it's great to do that because it resets you. It makes you realize that what we have here. Mm-hmm is so freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the solar industry because mm-hmm. I do believe the solar industry is the modern day gold rush. Mm-hmm. It's great for us, it's great for the consumer, and it's great for the future of the planet, mm-hmm. right? And I love that you're like, you see that, you see the bigger yeah. picture, you're like, I am so blessed that I, I get to have this. Like sure, it's hard, knocking doors is hard, dealing mm-hmm. with clients is hard, right? Mm-hmm. Dealing with sometimes the hard ones or the cancellations, that's hard. But hey, I would rather take this hard than the heart of what I see when I went to Costa Rica, when I went to you know South Africa, because there's some people that have it way, way harder than I do. Right. And so it's cool that you have that awareness, and I wish, I wish everyone did too, and I wish everyone just once a year, you know, like when 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 the country was going through a really heated political climate and mm-hmm. like, oh, America's oppressive and America's this, I I really want to tell people like. Do you think America's oppressive? Great, go live somewhere else for for ninety days, at least once. Then, at least once, then come back. Then tell me if you think they're oppressive. Mm-hmm. You know, like I grew up in Honduras, or sorry, I was I was born in Honduras, mm-hmm. right? Which is a third world country, poverty. I remember at five years old, I saw my mom get my mom get robbed at gunpoint. Wow. And so, I, anyways, I have that awareness. All I have to say is I have that awareness. I love that you do, mm-hmm. and I wish more people do. And like for anyone listening to this, like. If you have not ever gone to a different country, like not like a, a nice trip, like, no, no, you're there to work. Right. You know, I remember when we, when we did Costa Rica, like that was straight manual labor. Mm-hmm. I remember it started, it was, it was raining and me and all the guys were like, we, we were, um, we were uh, putting cement down for the sidewalk that we were building next to uh, next to a school, mm-hmm. and it was raining, and we're just like getting in the dirt and just like mud all over us. It was straight manual labor, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm just like, I remember going back home, and I'm like, I'm so blessed. I don't have to do manual labor to make a living. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so everyone needs to do that. So that's cool that you do, and and know, and that you found a purpose in that, and you're like. Cool, I'm going to build a business around it. And so so tell us more about that. Tell us more about yeah. kind of like, you know, your business model and how, and how you have it set. A lot of people that tune in are in solar or, or some kind of, of course, business. And so I feel like you have a very unique model. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just kind of finish off like what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, I think it's amazing, John, that you and like your entire team, you guys are doing these conservation trips. Uh, well, you could call it conservation, but really you're doing these trips, right? Once but a year to help back. others. Yeah. yeah, you're giving back to help families that don't have the opportunities that we have. And that's just amazing. There's a lot of companies doing that and you know, keep doing that. It's just incredible work. Yeah, It humbles you and it makes you wanna work harder. Hey, come, right? come when with you come us back. to the next one. I'm down. Come on, is that, a, is that an open invite? Yeah, open invite. Okay, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely down yeah. to help. We actually, last year in Costa Rica, I remember one of my friends brought his buddy that was a realtor. Yeah. You know, doesn't sell solar. He's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come. And yeah. He loved it. Yeah. I'm coming. There you go. Final decision. Yes. So, uh, John, what you asked is like, what else am I doing with my business <clears throat> to help more individuals and more families get solar? You know, if you're looking at something like door to door, like I already mentioned, you guys are the experts. Door to door is incredible. But in addition to going directly to <clears throat> your client, to the property owner's home, I think it's really important to build 
relationships, right? And just uh, just broad spectrum, like building relationships with people is one of the most satisfying things that you can have in life in general, right? So John, one thing that I am focusing on with the business that's helping both myself and also my sales team see a lot of success in addition to going door to door is building referral partnerships and relationships with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Now, when I say that, I think that building relationships is one of the most, not only gratifying things that you can have in life, right? I think relationship building is just incredible. And um, I would almost say that before you get into an industry and just put your head down and just work really hard for a year, go and spend that first year making relationships with as many people as you can in the industry that you want to be in and relationships with other businesses that support that industry. So for solar, one of the biggest initiatives that I have is partnering with real estate agents, uh, real estate brokerages, mortgage brokers, loan officers, and then also home builders and investors. Okay. And I'm talking about people who invest in like flips, right? Right fix and flips. Um, Obviously, real estate agents, right? And mortgage brokers, what's their full-time job? Helping property owners either sell their house, buy a house, or get a loan for a house, right? Right. And then when you're talking about, um, you know, like investors and they're doing fix and flips, well, they're buying homes all the time. Yeah. They're fixing them and then they're flipping them. And now we have Title 2024, excuse me, Title 24, in California, which requires new homes to have at least a minimum system size for new builds. So what we're looking at is, okay, how can I have a consistent flow of referral business every single day from my network of friends and business partners? So like currently I've got a dozen real estate agents, you know, who are friends of mine here in San Diego and throughout Southern California that are referring me clients every single week because as soon as they uh, help their client close escrow and that client got the keys, they opened the door to their new house, they're super excited, we just got a new house. What I'm doing is I'm training my real estate agents to make that warm handoff, right? right? So that new property owner is super excited, they got their new house, 30 days later, what are they gonna get? They're gonna get their first electric bill and it's $300, dollars $750, $1,000. And they're like, right. wow, I just bought a beautiful home in California. But what I didn't really think about is on top of my $6,000, $8,000, $10,000, dollars mortgage, I'm also spending $500, $1,000 a month on energy, whatever it may be. So it's a value add to these real estate agents where what we're doing is we say, hey, once the transaction is closed, call your client after the first 30 days of getting their keys and say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner, thank you again so much for choosing me as your real estate agent. I sincerely appreciate it. How has your first 30 days in your home been? And then let that homeowner talk, right? Let your client talk, say, that's great. Now. One thing that I mentioned when your home closed is that I was going to check in with you in 30 days to see how much you love the new home, if there's anything I can do to help. And then also we're gonna touch base about how much your energy bill was for that home. Now, I already connected you with my solar professional right right after the home closed, but I just wanted to follow up to make sure that you're coordinating with them to see if solar would be a right fit for the home. So it's a opportunity for the real estate agent to get true feedback on how the customer's first 30 days was. It's usually hectic because they're like moving boxes and stuff. But as soon as that escrow closes, right, that real estate agent is just sending a template email that I've already provided them to that homeowner. And then I'm following up with that person saying, hey, here's who I am. Here's how we help our property owners and here's the right path forward. So we're gonna stay in touch if you have any questions about solar over your first 30 days in the property. And then when you get that first SoCal Edison utility bill or SDG&E utility bill or you know, whatever it is, 
<clears throat> that's when we're going to go, I'm going to come to your house and we're going to meet and we're going to review options for you for solar to see if it makes sense for you to do solar at this time. And then I'm doing the same thing in a similar capacity with mortgage brokers. It's a little bit different because the mortgage broker isn't handing over the keys. Right. But that's working really well right yeah. now. Yeah. And it reminds me of, uh, they say trust is the currency in business. Right. Right. And the cool thing is the realtor, the mortgage guy, they've already done kind of like half the work for you because building that trust is usually half the battle with any sell, right? That's the battle we run into in door to door is mm -hmm. just simply getting people to trust us. You're simply getting them to trust that what we say is true and factual and ethical, right? Because a lot of the times people are like, nope, I don't trust what you say, even if, of course, what you're saying is 100% factual. But they already have that trust, right? right? They trust them, cool. They trust them enough to buy their home, get them their loan to where now what they say, they say, hey, you should contact Robbie Mm -hmm. Because Robbie has something great for a problem you're going to have, regardless of whether you get sold or not. Mm -hmm. The trust is already there, so I'm sure it makes the handoff a lot easier. Right now, which kind of leads me to my question. Uh, to my question, <clears throat> building trust takes time, right? So, of course, the realtor, the mortgage guy, the investors, cool. They have the trust with the homeowner, the builder, depending on who, who you're working with. How have you built the trust? with the realtor, let's say, cool, right now I don't have any, let's say right now I have no realtor, mm -hmm. no mortgage guy that, you know, currently I um, am working with for mm -hmm. referral business. But let's say I do have them in my network, I just mm -hmm. have never reached out and said, hey, I know you do real estate, let's grab lunch, and I, I wanna find a way where we can collaborate more. Or hey, you do, mm -hmm. you know, you do, you're in the mortgage industry, Corey, let's collaborate. How have you built trust with these people to where they trust that you mm -hmm. are gonna take care of their clients. Right, absolutely. That's a very good question, John. I think the first thing in building trust is to be confident in your own abilities, right? You need to actually know that like deep down inside, you are an expert in your own field. So in this case, we're talking about solar. So if you're comfortable knowing that you're an expert, and you're confident in yourself, and you're confident in your team, right. meaning the company that you're with, right? That's where it all starts first. Now, if you're new, you should still network, right? Even if you're like brand new, you're like, hey, I'm still trying to figure out how to sell solar. You can be confident in your team, and you can be confident in your mentors and still build those partnerships. Right. But let's say that you're a consultant, you're good at what you do, and you know real estate agents, you just haven't you know, reached you out. Yeah. It's literally as simple as like, okay, write down your action plan, write down those real estate agents or the real estate brokerages or the mortgage loan officers that you know personally, um, text them, right? Or send them messages through LinkedIn or Instagram or social media, right? Whatever capacity of communication works best for you and them. And just start letting them know that your goal is to provide more value to their industry. So when I started reaching out to real estate agents who are friends of mine, it wasn't like, hey, I wanna make more money for me, can you just send me all your referrals? Right. They're, you know, like that might not get a great response. <coughs> um, what I did was, you know, a lot of your property owners are going to get solar sooner than later wouldn't it be great if you were the expert resource to help them along that journey, right? So I ask a couple questions like that, and I say, who are you currently working with who's an expert in solar? Because you know everybody that buys a house from you or everyone's house that you sell, right? They're gonna have to buy another home, yeah. and they're gonna get solar for it. So wouldn't it be nice to be in that top, you know? 1% or that top 5% of the agents yeah. who do have an expert go-to solar team. Well, and, and real quick, I love that question. Yeah. Who do you have? Right. That, that's key because there's a difference between who do you have mm -hmm. versus are you using, right? Because the who do you have, it's mm -hmm. like it's like, an, like the underlying assumptive statement there is you should have one. Yes. And then if they don't, now they're like, oh, shoot, am I supposed to have one and I don't? Like... Right, and I love right. that question. It's like, hey, who do you like? Who do you have? And they're like, oh, uh, well, I have nobody. And then, but now they're like, shoot, am I supposed to have one? And then it makes it. it so that's that's a cool question that you asked right there. It's a good question because <clears throat> now the top agents, right, do have go-to solar experts. Yeah. Not not all of them, 
and I'll tell you this, like guys, this, this is some golden information. There's a lot of real estate agents who are starting to partner with solar experts. There's more that haven't partnered with solar experts, right? So we should really utilize this because at the end of the day, our goal is actually the same as the mortgage broker and the real estate agent. It's, it's to help our clients, right? We have the same goal. It's to help that property owner be happy in their home, right? And provide them the most value in their home with, for, for themselves or for their family. Yeah. And one thing that's really important is to have a, the most reasonable cost of living for your home. So real estate agent's gonna negotiate to get you the best price on that house. Your mortgage broker is gonna do the best that they can to get you the best loan at the lowest price possible for what you're qualified for. And then what are we gonna do, John? We're gonna do our best to get you the best solar system for your needs, right? right. Solar panels, inverters, <clears throat> battery storage, whatever is gonna be the perfect fit for what you need. And then we're gonna offer you that best solution as far as, you know, is it cash or financing, PPA, lease, and explain to our clients the differences with these programs and then help them get the best fit for them. But when you're working with real estate agents, the real estate agent fiduciary responsibility is to their client first to make sure that they are selling that home that's listed or getting their buyer the perfect home and closing escrow. Right. Now they're just providing more value yeah. to their client on the back end. So we have nothing to do with that escrow process. We don't want to, you know, potentially even have that um, buyer, right? think about anything else sure. during that escrow process except for getting that home and closing on it. But yeah. as soon as that home's closed and they have those keys, right? Right. That agent is using the template, the email template that I've provided to them for email and text yeah. and sending me that um, new happy home buyers information so I can schedule a call with them to help them. And then of course I have my referral programs with the agents. So like they're also getting a thank you referral. Right. Right. In a different capacity. Um, and if you treat your agents as true business partners yeah, and you treat them well and you're following up with them all the time, that's how you actually start to get a lot of referrals. Just like our, our solar clients. Right. If you are selling solar for one year, five years, 10 years, and you never follow up with any of your clients asking for referrals, how many referrals are you going to get? You'll get some from time to time, but if you treat your client right and you ask them for referrals and you do it in the right way where they know that you have their best interests in mind and you have anybody that they might refer to, their best interests in mind, you're going to get a lot more referrals. Yeah. So treat your real estate agents good, right? Yeah. And treat them as a friend and a true uh, business yeah. relationship. And like, you're going to probably sooner than later yeah. fill your schedule with referrals. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, kind of, you know, chasing volume, not margin, mm -hmm. right? You're like, no, I'd rather have more volume, mm -hmm. but you only do that by, you know, not chasing margin where some people they're like, I want the biggest check possible in this one deal. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, but because they have like the biggest possible commission, which I mean, nothing wrong with that, but right. but if you have that, it uh, doesn't necessarily put the customer in uh, maybe the most happy situation where if you're like, you know what, I would rather maybe just have a set price that I set all the time. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's not really big, it's not really small either, but it, it allows me to have volume, right? Mm -hmm. That way more people say yes, because there's more savings, there's more excitement, whatever. Um, and you know that's actually how I even I, I built my the the sales team is like for a long time mm -hmm. I took very little on uh, the margin on like you know what we call overrides in solar right yeah because I was like you know what I want my guys to get paid a lot more than what the competitors are paying and uh, I'll make up my money through vo volume right? right I'll make like I, I'll make a good living for myself based on volume not on Oh, we we installed ten accounts this month, but cool. I made you know twenty grand because I'm keeping a big piece of the pie. No, 
you know, it's an accountability for me. Like, let me get a lot smaller of the pie and give more of the reps. That way they want to go sell more because right. I partner with my reps, right? Like in a way, mm-hmm. just like how you're partnering with real estate agents, right? Like for me, I view it as cool. My reps are my partners, right? And I got to mm-hmm. treat them good. I got to take care of them. I need to make sure that they're happy. They're taken care of. They feel like they're compensated really, really well for what they do. And because I recognize that by doing that, right, they're happy. Then then they talk to their friends about it. I'm sure you got, I'm sure you've had probably stories of, where one of your realtor friends was like, "Hey, actually, I have another friend that's also a real estate agent, and he needs a solar guy, right?" right? And then he, and then now, boom! Now you got a two for one, right? So, um, to kind of pivot into the question, I want to ask if, let's just say, someone is has no contacts, mm-hmm. right? What would you recommend for that person to start building? that type of network mm-hmm. you know yeah we have linkedin we can reach out but i mean mm-hmm. are you just reaching out via social media or like or i guess you started talking about it but what are some next steps that someone can do to start building those relationships mm-hmm. uh, and then also once those relationships are built like what are you currently doing right now mm-hmm. to to strengthen that relationship like what are some things that you do when let's say someone just gave you a, a solar lead, cool, you closed it, mm-hmm. right? They're happy as well. Like, what are you doing to then also take care of the partner that referred that business? Yeah, great question. So the first thing that you asked, John, was what if you don't have any relationships, right? right? You just don't, maybe you don't network, maybe you don't go out a lot, and there's nothing wrong with that Or just all. brand new to solar. Right, or you're just brand you're new. Like, brand new, I just right. did a nine to five, I love solar, I see what it can do. Yep. They're going all in. Right. So you're, let's say you're going all in, you're hitting the doors, you're door knocking, you're getting some business there, you're seeing some success there, but you also want to network so you can build other streams of revenue, right? And help new clients that maybe you wouldn't meet on the doors, right? Um, but you don't know what to do and you don't have any friends that are real estate agents and you're brand new. There are so many in-person events every single week, right? For real estate mm-hmm. and title and escrow and mortgage. I mean, just literally go to Google or look up like events on like Eventbrite, right? And just type in real estate. Mm. Or maybe type in, you know, like roofing, right? You wanna go to some roofing conferences. Wow. Um, But specifically for real estate, I would just look at events calendars wherever you are locally for real estate. There are always meetups. I literally went to one yesterday, okay? Um, and the event that I went to yesterday, there were like 20 sponsors for the event that were real estate brokerages, mortgage brokerages, and other types of financial services that are related to helping property owners get their dream home. Mm. So all I did was walk around to every single booth that was a sponsor. And I was genuinely interested in what that company did and what their service was so I can understand what it is, uh, like what part of the real estate transaction did that company help with, get their card so that I know if I'm ever talking to a client of mine that's like, man, I'm thinking about selling this house, so I don't know if solar makes sense. That's great. When are you thinking about selling the house? Oh, I don't know, maybe, you know, in, in like a year or something. Why, okay, well like, What's your determining factor of like, if you're gonna move in a year from now? Well, I'm repairing my credit, right? I don't think I can actually get the loan that I want, even though I make enough money. You know, what's really cool, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, is I was at a real estate uh, networking event yesterday. And I talked to this really cool company whose entire uh, goal of the company is to help homeowners repair their credit so they can get their next dream home. You know, do you think like, would that help you? And then you're now actually also talking with that property owner and you might have an opportunity to help that property owner get solar on that home even before they move. But then maybe you can also refer that business, a new client. And they're like, wow, like Robbie is on the doors and he like name dropped us and we just got a new client. So now we're gonna start referring him business. I think it's just about getting out of your comfort bubble um, and getting into the communities that you wanna help. Right, but That's it sounds, and it sounds like your strategy is you 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 provide value mm-hmm. before you ask for value. 
uh, that's right. the goal. You're not going walking up. Yeah, you're not walking up to them and being like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, you don't have a solar guy. Cool. Hey, I can be your solar guy. Here's my business card, right? You kind of you, you said it. You get to know them, which that's a sales lesson in itself. Mm-hmm. You get to know them. You get to know, cool, what's their passion? What what are they doing? What's their work? And then if you can find ways to bring value to them, free value, right? Because like if I yeah, if I'm in the credit repair business and mm-hmm. we meet, and then a week later you refer someone to me, I'm like. Dude, that's awesome. Thanks for doing that. You didn't have to. And then now, right. you know, it's like that law of uh, reciprocity mm-hmm. uh, where, cool, you do something for me. Yeah. Now I'm more in- inclined to do something for you. To right. where now if I'm working with somebody, let's say I'm the credit repair guy, I'm working with somebody who uh, is working on their credit to get a home. I help them do that knowing like, oh, well, Robbie told me like 650 credit score to get most programs. Oh my gosh, they're over at 650. Hey, you should talk to Robbie, right? And so right. it's cool. Like it's a, it's a it's a great lesson on if you have no contacts, just start getting out there. Google, I love that. But then I think the 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 important lesson here is do something for them first. Yeah, if you can. Right. And it's not gonna work all the time, I'm sure, but it's gonna work more times than not if you genuinely do something without expectation um, uh, on their end. I think that if you have the mindset of helping others. And sometimes we have to be selfish with our time when we need to get things done, right? But at that same time, if you have a mindset of helping other people and you're always networking in a genuine way, truly getting to know people and understanding like, hey, how can I actually help others? Um, And how can I provide value to others, especially in the business relationship capacity? and you spend a specific amount of your time, right, consciously thinking, how can I help a few of these new partners that I met succeed? How can I refer them some business? How can I provide them some business? And you actually stay in contact, right? If you meet someone and you don't call them or text them, then it's useless, you wasted your time, Yeah. right? But if you email, call and text them the next day, or maybe the event was on Friday, so you call them on like Monday, and you stay in touch. And then you put that business contact into your Rolodex or your CRM. So, you know, you, you're you organized, right? Just like you are with your solar deals, but you're organized now with your business relationships and your business contact. Now you're putting them on like a follow-up email list. You're letting them know when you're doing something new. Hey, we have a solar promotion going on, right? Yeah. Helping others, you'll find that if you focus on helping others, Sooner than later, that's going to start to come back to you. Yeah, you'll 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 have a lot of blessings. You're, Jim Rohn Jim Rohn said, "If you help enough people get what they want, eventually you get what you want." Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I have that mindset, right? And it, and it's treated me well. And the more that I help others, the more that you know, blessings are are from God. I believe that right. God helps me every day, right? Because right. He does. But the more good that I do, to be honest and help people. Mm-hmm. The more I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I wonder if that client's going to sign that contract. And then literally, boom, DocuSign, contract wow. signed, right? And the and sometimes when I'm like, I'll, I get stressed out just like everybody else does. Sometimes I'll have days or weeks where I'm stressed out and I know I could do better to help others and like things don't happen. Yeah. I don't get that signed contract. And I'm not joking. The, the weeks where I'm like going out of my way to like, to pray for others or when somebody yelled at me on a door, you're solar, go away, I don't like you. (laughs) And I step onto that sidewalk and I'm like, God, I really hope that person has a Mm. really beautiful day and that whatever they're struggling with, they're okay, right? Yeah. I get more deals, Yeah. I get more deals. The more positive energy you put out there, the more positive energy you're gonna get back. That's right. You can't just sit on your couch and and manifest without doing anything. You can pray, but you gotta get out there and you gotta help others, so come up with a strategic way to get into the community yeah. and start building those relationships and be serious about it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know to kind of tie it all together, you know, there's many ways to approach uh, call it marketing solar, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people do a door-to-door, right? It's a pretty simple, scalable way, but that's not the only method, mm-hmm. right? There's also social media, you know. I know guys that 
do online marketing, right? They just put ads on Google and Facebook, on Instagram, and cool, they get business that way. But then there's guys uh, that, I guess, like you, have partnerships mm -hmm. with all sorts of different people in different industries that deal with the same clients that, that we deal with, right? Right. You know, whether it's like, cool, even plumbers, right? Plumbers probably deal with homeowners too a lot of the times, or like you said, real estate or mortgage brokers. And so it's just understanding that there's many ways to go about it um, and that there's many paths to success in this in this industry. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Um, what would you say, though, for because or kind of a thought that I'm having is if you're brand new, mm -hmm. I feel like they should fail first or learn mm -hmm. via like door to door. Yeah, because it's like versus to get a real estate person. Let's say they're still new. They don't. They don't really even understand solar 100% yet. Right. Um, they build that trust. That realtor sends them a referral. Yeah. And they like butcher it. Yeah. And then now that real estate is like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna send you more business. Would you say that it's probably good for someone to, to kind of like practice, right? Uh, to maybe start in the doors and then eventually do what you're doing, mm -hmm. or would you say there's fruit and maybe just like. If someone wants to get a solar to maybe start doing your method, does my question make sense? That question absolutely makes sense. I would definitely put in the hard work to get good on the doors first. I would say learn from you and like the experts that you have within your entire team, because you've got some of the best men and women in the entire industry that you work with, right? That are on your team that you work with at Legacy. So, thank you. If you're new, yeah. If you're new. You know, as a new guy or girl, man or woman, you should, whoever you are, learn from a mentor. Yeah. Right? Learn from someone who's really good. And I think that learning door to door is such an incredibly crucial, important part of the industry. Like I'm preaching to you here about this, right? Um, learn door to door first and overcome your fear going door to door with people that wow. you don't know. I yeah. think it's a really great way to humble yourself and overcome the fear of talking to people yeah. and then get good at having organic, organic conversations. Most of the time when you go to a door, you think that it's going to be awkward for you. It's actually just more awkward for the homeowner, right? Like I'm a lot more comfortable than the homeowner is when I come to their door because yeah. they don't know why I'm there. Right. I know exactly why I am. They don't know why I'm there, right? And I already have my pitch and they're just like, who are you? What do you want, right? Yeah. So spend however long it takes for you to get comfortable on the doors and get great at your pitch and get comfortable selling first, yeah. right? Helping the property owners and the communities that you're looking to help, the communities that you're investing, you know, feet on the ground, right? Couple hundred doors a day, plus or minus, whatever it is. Um, get good at that and have at least some level of confidence in your own abilities. And you have at least a minimum knowledge of what solar is and the benefits of solar for the property owner and tax credits and the different programs. And then at that point, I would say go and focus on building other referral partnerships with like real estate agents and real estate yeah. brokerages. But when you do that, I would still suggest that you partner with the mentor who's been in solar for a long time, right? So if you have a brand new person on your team, and they come to you, John, and they're like, hey, you know, I saw this podcast and I really want to focus on, you know, real estate agents and referrals. That's great. You should still focus 95% of your time on getting really good at door to door, but spend 5% of your time if you want to do that, you know, in, or maybe just in your free time, right? On um, using the right techniques yeah. to reach out to real estate agents or going to events, but bring a mentor with you who is an expert, who can yeah. answer all those questions for that real estate agent. And make sure that you're building those relationships with someone who can answer everything for those real estate yeah. brokerages. Because that's how you're actually gonna gain that long-term yeah. relationship. Like if you get a meeting with one of the most successful real estate agents or real estate brokerage firms in San Diego, and you're new and you try to make stuff up, <laughs> it's not gonna work very well, yeah. right? Like. You want to be honest and transparent and you want to be confident. So if you don't know something, like that's why I brought John. Yeah. John's the expert. He's here, right? So those questions, like John's going to be able to answer those yeah. and then we can pair you up with our most seasoned reps. And yeah. don't be afraid to 
pay to learn. And what I mean by that is instead of trying to take 100% of the pie or nothing, be happy that maybe you get a little piece of that pie, but you actually close the deal or you earn that relationship right. and you're learning. How yeah. many tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars have you spent and do entrepreneurs spend to increase their knowledge by learning from others, right? So learn from people that are on your team, right? And use that as a resource. And I, and I love that. And that's a topic I, I love. It's like a collaboration, you know, because mm -hmm. 100% of $0 is $0, right? right? But 10% of $10,000 is $1,000, right? And it's much yeah. better or 50-50. And so, cause I, yeah, too often I see people, um, they venture out on their own a little too soon maybe because their mentor made it seem a little easier. They're like, oh, I can do it. But what mm -hmm. they don't realize is that the only reason it, the mentor makes it look easy is because it's good. years and years and years of perfecting that skill. And then they go on, they're like, well, I wanna get 100%. And then they go from maybe making 50%, you know, the first two, three months, but then now they're making zero. Like, although they can't make 100%, they're making no money because they can't close anything. Mm -hmm. So I love that concept of, you know, mentorship and collaboration. Who have been some mentors in your life mm -hmm. that have helped you become who you are today? That's a really good question. I've had a number of mentors. There's one specifically for Solar who stands out. Mm -hmm. He was a director years ago when I was a manager at Solar City. Cool. And great guy, really nice guy but he could also be a hard ass, right? And what he did is if, if we weren't hitting our numbers mm -hmm. for high expectations for ourselves, for all of our you know, KPIs and like metrics on what our teams are generating for leads and closes and install ratio, every single day, if we weren't in the green category, you're in the yellow category or the red category of your underperforming a little bit or underperforming a lot. We yeah. were on a 6 a.m. Zoom or wow. in-person meeting in a suit. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. High accountability. Yeah, accountability. <laughs> like every day, Monday through Friday, right? And then the same token, at the end of the night, right? At like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., again, back on Zoom. How did you do that day? It was pretty annoying, to be totally honest in real time like man like i gotta get up at 5 or 4 a.m and like work out or take a quick jog or hit the gym or just even try to work up wake up in time to shower and be presentable and put my suit on and be on the zoom at like 5 59 right because you don't want to be late you didn't want to be late and what that did for me i was like suffering right i'll call it suffering in real time but you know what that did Mm. is that taught me a lot of accountability. Yeah, It taught me accountability for myself. Wow. Understanding that like, you know, if every day <clears throat> I'm simply structuring my day and structuring my activities that I know are going to achieve success and then I don't get distracted or, or deviate or, you know, it's a nice day, so like I could go to the beach for a couple hours, but I yeah. have all these things to do. Right. And you just stick to your path to success and you follow that recipe. Yeah. And you hold yourself accountable, you're gonna achieve really great things. And then one thing that I learned out of all of that, which I try to do now, is and I think this can help a lot of people, right? So that was one mentor that helped me. So are you um, saying that for people that don't hit their numbers, I should be doing Zoom calls? get them in a suit and that will increase results? Maybe. <laughs> it's gonna be uncomfortable. Come on. It's gonna be uncomfortable, but yeah. you need that daily accountability. No, and you love it and you said daily it's, accountability. It's, it's, it's accountability. And the ones that are about it, like you, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll understand how this helps them. Yeah. But the ones that are not about it, they're gonna get weeded out. They'll be like, this is done, this is stupid, cool. And then you're not cut out for, for yeah. business. You're not cut out for being able to do hard things. Because to be successful in life, it's gonna be hard. Right. Right. Like uh, uh, there's a quote being being rich is hard. Right. Being broke is hard. It's like choose, choose your heart. Which heart do you want? Do You want the hardships of poverty or the hardships of prosperity? Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll take the hardships, uh, the hardships of prosperity, you know, and that sometimes mean, oh, I didn't hit my goals. All right, I got to show up in a zoom in a, in, a, in a suit on a zoom and like it's semi embarrassing. Semi like, why am I why am I here? But that gave you the fire and the drive mm -hmm. to go to new levels. Right. Exactly. Um, 
I take cold showers all the time. Come on. Right? It was really uncomfortable. You wake up and you're like, oh man, I just woke up 5.30 in the morning. Some people wake up earlier, some people wake up later. I, work at, I wake up at 5.30. And usually I do the gym in the morning, but if I have early morning meetings, you know, and I need to shower or a shower, I do cold showers, right? Yeah. It's uncomfortable yeah. right away, always. Yeah. It's always uncomfortable. I don't wanna wake up and jump in. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freezing cold yeah. right now. But you know what it does is it toughens you up. And by the time you get out of that cold shower, you know what the result is. Your heart has pumped a lot more blood throughout your body to try to warm your body up. And it feels like you just drank like three shots of espresso yeah. in the shower, but you didn't drink any coffee. Right. It's actually just that you have like invigorated your body with getting the blood moving and you have energy flowing throughout you because you kickstarted your body. So it's like that in business as well. You have to understand that taking the right actions probably are immediately going to be uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone. And it might, but it'll lead to comfort. It's gonna lead to your to your goal, right? Have you, you done the uh, cryotherapy? I have, chamber? I have. Yeah, cold water is a lot colder though. I mean, uh, cryos. Maybe, maybe I haven't done the. Maybe you haven't done the one I've. Maybe done. I haven't done the right one, dude. I I, okay. I do one at least four or five times a week. Okay. Negative one seventy seven with high winds. That's cold. At the two minute mark, you're you're tearing. Okay, I'm, I mean, not, maybe I'm I haven't not exaggerating. Done that one. All right, we gotta work I need, out. I need to do that. We gotta one. work out because I do it before every workout. Okay. It's the best, like you said, the best way to wake up, mm -hmm. but also releases endorphins. And then when you hit the gym, you're like, you actually go heavier because your body's like primed for it. Right. But it's like intense. Literally, at the two minute mark, I'm like tearing. Right. It's that bad. My face is hurting. Yeah. I do like three and a half, three and a half minutes is the max, but it's brutal. Brutal. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. That's like the highest setting, but yeah. negative 177 with high winds. Oh, man. <laughs> it's intense. The next thing that I want to try. And I've only just started this journey, okay. like literally a week ago. A lot of the world's best professional surfers do breathing techniques mm -hmm. before they go surf and before a competition because you're oxygenating your blood and it gives you a lot of natural energy. Yep. I'm gonna start doing that in the mornings and I'm gonna start doing that before my in-person presentations. So I just have That's that. It. Yeah. I have that focus. Yeah. It helps you be sharp, yeah. right? Have you uh, heard of breathe degrees? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's do you do we're... that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've taken their classes like three times. We actually did a retreat one time um, where we had the owner of it come out at the Invisible House, mm -hmm. and he took like 12 of our leaders through uh, a class, and then we did an ice plunge. But I agree, 100%. Yeah. And it's crazy. Is it's these small things. Honestly, it's these, you know, on this topic, it's mm -hmm. these small things that ultimately help you get success in life, mm -hmm. right? It's these small little hacks. Yep. Don't take long. A, a, a cold bath takes three to five minutes, right? Or a cryo chamber, three to five minutes, you know? Or mm -hmm. a breathing technique, three to five minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. Just understand the power of your breath. But if you do these things, it helps you go out there and accomplish whatever your mission is a mm -hmm. lot better. I agree. Yeah. One of my friends preaches this all the time, and he's like a high-performance coach. And he says it's the, the micro shifts that end up with the macro result. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants the macro shift and the macro result overnight. But the reality, like you said, John, it's like change one thing every day. Yeah. Change, you know, make sure that every day you're adding an additional five minutes right. to your schedule right. of self-improvement and positivity and accountability yeah and sooner than later that five minutes which is nothing in the scope of 24 hours all of a sudden now you're achieving this macro massive result that you wanted yeah because you committed to doing something different right. five or ten minutes a day and it's just you add five minutes onto your schedule of focusing yeah. on something for one week and then next week is 10 minutes and yeah. then sooner than later that hour a day of positive accountability you know, breath work, cold showers, coaching, learning, and you and you look back a year, you're like, wow, I've really made a lot of That's success. Right. But you got to start. That's right. It's the small things, you know. I always tell my guys, you don't win a championship by one big win. Right. You win a championship by a lot of small wins a lot of medium wins, and then that's what gets you the big wins. Right. Right. No one wins the uh, 
you know, the Super Bowl by just playing one game. Oh, mm-hmm. we, we beat them. We won. No, they it took them a lot of games. They had to win a lot. Well, and fail in some of those games. Mm-hmm. They, they sometimes lost some, but they won more than they failed. And then that's what gets you the big win. So it's a great Duffy Life principle. So, Robbie, in closing, um, you know, uh, how can people find you? You know, where are you at? What platforms are you in? Like, mm-hmm. what's the, if someone wants to connect with you, learn more about what you do and just who you are and, and your way of how you, you know, get your business here in the solar space, mm-hmm. uh, what's the best way they can get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can reach me on LinkedIn um, or Instagram. My name is Robbie Harefield, like hair and then field. Uh, my company easy. is, yeah, it's easy. Uh, energy space. You got good hair. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have actually never dyed my hair blonde like this, uh, but I went to a music event. It was a three-day music event up in Washington State. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'm going to dye my hair blonde so my friends can find me. So it was fun. And then I, I usually wear like really basic colors, but I wore a crazy shirt today. Um, energy space, E-N-R-G space. That's my company name, energyspace.com. Yeah. Robbie's Wildlife is my Instagram. I went with the name Robbie's Wildlife because I love animals. I love wildlife conservation. I donate to wildlife conservation from every single solar install we do. Um, Yeah, and by the way, I saw your Instagram video of the Invisible House event in Joshua Tree you guys did. Super baller. I was really impressed. Like the whole event that you do, you know, um, that you do with your teams just super awesome man you're a great leader thank you appreciate that well that was it guys that we're thankful to have robbie on here on the do hard things podcast where we believe that your best self is found on the other uh, side of doing hard things so thank you for tuning in and we will catch you at the next episode